Sunday morning service at Small Your Faith Hour. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. And this is the first day for live, uh, live what? Streaming for, live broadcast for the uh, all 24-7, all access past members. So welcome to the Sunday morning services. I'm glad you, you're back. And you can call in if you have any questions or comments. What? Okay, if you have any questions or comments, the number is on the screen there. You can call in as it is happening. And I do appreciate that. Good morning, everybody here. Hi, y'all. Good. I, um, I, uh, I know that uh, there's someone here who has a question for me, but I want to just eventually get into, um, do you know when you are judging? A lot of folks are judging, and they don't know that they are. And so I want to, and I think not judging yourself and others is the number one thing uh, you have to get away from if you want to be free. If you want to be free, you can't have any judgment at all. And most people are not like that. They're interjected, even when they say they're not. And I'll give you some examples as we move forward about uh, do you know when you're judging? But first, there was someone here last Sunday who asked me a very interesting question right after the service, and it was so interesting, I asked him to hold it and ask me this morning. And so we're going to deal with that right now, and then we'll get into, do you know when you're judging? Uh, let's, right here, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to know why, what makes homosexual, homosexual uh, behavior wrong? What makes it wrong? What's but, the problem? With, is there a problem with the mic again? You know what? If we had a problem with these mics next Sunday, all you guys are out of here. Every Sunday, yeah. They keep telling me it's fine this time, it's fine, it's fine. Okay, repeat your whole thing. You want to know why is homosexuality wrong? Yeah. Just and at one point in life, you believed that it was wrong because you were told that it's wrong, right? Yeah. And intellectually, but, I guess, you know, it sort of made sense on paper. I mean, It you know, makes God, sense on paper? Yeah, I mean, you can look at animals. There's just a male and female, and you can just kind of leave it at that. I mean... Why did you believe people. that it was... Uh, uh, so you believe that it was wrong because someone told you beforehand? Yeah, yeah. and I thought I saw it. And I thought, well, because I could see that. That's evident to me. Male and female, that's the way it was designed. Right. It shouldn't be, you know, two of the same sex, you know, like that, so... And, and then I've, and I've also heard it said that you know the that the whole uh, the whole that whole uh, that the whole thing is is perversion, and it uh, has to do strictly with sex. And um, but uh, around me, I've I've seen people that have been like same sex, but then they're interested in uh, having kids and raising a, ch- a family, kids. Speak up a little louder. They're interested so. in raising children. Yeah, yeah, I've heard people, you know, I know some people that are like, uh, you know, they're married and... Some gay folks? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Men and or they, women? They're two men. Oh, okay. And so they're... You uh, know two men who are married? So they've really been that way, they've been that way for a long time, and then uh, they, they're into their, they're like, a, they operate like a husband and wife. I mean, they're into a relationship. Not, not just, it's not like sex, you know, like, it, it doesn't appear to me to be that way anyway, but at first, before I ever dealt with those people. I used to just like right away, I don't even want to deal with those kind of people. So I never really talked to them. I never really been around them for any period of time to, to hear them talk about or to see what's important when you're looking at talking to this individual, right. what's actually important to them. I, I, had, I had no idea. I just automatically knew in my mind and heart that what they're de- doing was, well, I thought that what they were doing was just a perversion and that they needed to, uh, that it was you know, as far as from what I thought was uh, the structure of man, woman in a, in, a rela- in, a, in a home, raising a family, had a, you know, they were going against that, that whole philosophy of male and female, their, th- that being ne- necessi- a necessi- 
a necessary ingredient to raise a, a you know, a, a healthy household. So I just, you know, like I told you last, asked, what I said last week is that I, it just hadn't been revealed to me uh, that that is, you know, that it's wrong. I don't know that it's absolutely that way. That I mean, that it's something that's perversion and that it's completely destructive to, 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 human, to the humankind. I don't know that for myself. So wow. if you could enlighten me, I appreciate it's, it. It's a very, very interesting question. But let me ask, um, so you have friends, these people, that you, these two guys who are together as though they're married, they, are they like friends of yours? They're actually friends of my son. Of your and son. his wife. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so you've seen them interact and they look normal now because they, do they have kids too? No, not yet. They're going to oh, die. But they want kids. Yeah. Okay. And you've seen them be together and now it doesn't seem to be wrong to you? Mm, I couldn't see it. You couldn't see that as wrong? Yeah, I couldn't see, I couldn't see the effects of, uh, you know, the effects of that of uh, the wrong sort of re- supposedly wrong relationship um, in the person. Right. I mean, it didn't seem like anything other than the f- <clears throat> other than the fact, like I say, it's 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 it appears to be wrong to me. It appears to be something weird about it because it's two guys. Right. Yeah. But now it seemed normal. Uh, it, I, no, there's nothing wrong with it. I can't see. I can't see it. Okay. I, I, I just don't can't see it. Beforehand, when you had nothing to do with them. You know, you just you heard it was wrong, and so yeah, that's you didn't where communicate I put right with them. You had yeah. nothing to do with them. Did you resent them then? Yeah, I think so. You I mean, did. I always, you know, people, same sex. Uh, you know, I had been approached many times coming up, and it's a kid and whatnot. Even you know, adult life, where you know somebody of the same sex wants to get with you, and I was really offended by it. So I, I really, um, I never, I, I've always had resentment in my heart toward that. Right. It's coming up. So, yeah. And do you resent them now? Um, I don't think so, no. You don't resent them now? No. That's interesting. As a result of not resenting them now, you see it differently. Uh, right now, I don't, I don't see, I don't see, um, you know, I, I can't see anything just yet for myself that's wrong with it, other than it's just kind of weird because two, two guys or two gals together. Right. That's something else, man. Isn't that like an interesting question? Yes. It was so interesting. <laughs> or is so um, What do you say to that question? What's wrong with it? Uh, Let first. me tell you guys uh, with the mic, don't run over to a person and do this. It scares you like that, all right? Just gently get over there and hand the mic. We have to do a mic training class. <laughs> you just scared the man to death. He thought you were about to put it down his throat. Go ahead. What's wrong with it? I mean, do you see anything wrong with it? Yeah. Same sex, marriage, and homosexuality. Yeah. yeah. Well, what, what do you see wrong with it? Well, first I'm going to start with God's word. Because what, what's God's word is going to tell me where I start learning. Right. And what he says is best for all, all of us. And he created Adam and Eve. He wants us to get married. Um, to, to, the, to the gay culture, it's a very sexualized culture. I know that Two men want to pretend and copy what God's laws are, but right. they can't. They're trying to change it. And they're trying to change it. And it's not just two men. It's a sexual culture. It's them deciding that what they want themselves and their lust is better than what God has prescribed for us as a man and woman right. committing together for life. In other words, I have to give up my desires to be with my wife for life. I have to give up my own selfish desires, and I have many. And through that, I have given up the desire for promiscuity, the the desire for uh, not being responsible. Um, And so I, and let's say a desire for gay or whatever sexual desires they have, I'm now committing myself to my wife and to my children, and I love it. I love it, and it's fulfilled me. Mary, Um, do you know any... So, so, so-called same-sex couples? Yes, I, I mean, my daughter has spent uh, a whole week with a same-sex couple's daughter um, for a summer vacation a couple of years ago, so I don't hate. 
She spent, your daughter spent at, at their place? She Time, yeah. At, with the same sex couple? With their, with their adopted children. And is it two men or two women? Two men. Two men. And when, and when, these, when gay couples want a child, they, the first thing they have to do is take away the mother yeah. to get that child. Or the father, you know, right. they have to take away the one of the child's actual parents in order to take that child and make them happy. How old is your daughter? She's fourteen now. What made you let her stay with them all summer like that? Well, I, back back then I wasn't fully understanding the law. Uh-huh. Today I suppose I wouldn't do that. Right. Um, but I never had a direct resentment towards the, the culture. Now I understand, though, that that culture isn't about gay in and of itself. It's about a sexual culture. Right. You, uh, at one time, uh, you thought it was okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And today, I don't, I just want to say that I don't resent or hate. Right. uh, Good. and, And if they're around, it doesn't, you know, like my daughter's, say, coach is lesbian um, at one point. But I, I didn't changed my behavior towards that person because of that. I, right. But I'm still teaching my daughter what God's word is and what will make her f- fulfilled. Yes. I'm not going to change my... I'm not going to change God's laws because of the culture around me. No way. No and way so reading the Bible is what changed your mind about it? Made, made you realize that it is wrong? Yes. Oh, okay. Would you let your daughter stay in the summer with the uh, same-sex couple again? Would you ever do that again? Uh... Yeah, I don't. I don't think I would, but I, um, you know, I don't think I would. But I'm teaching her God's laws, so I don't think she would in a, by herself anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's taking a risk by letting her be around that for an entire summer. Eventually, it was a week. It was a week. Oh, whatever. Yeah, eventually it will look normal to her too. You know, she's there. She'll start accepting wrong as a right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I start with God's laws and go from there. Good, man. I appreciate it. Who else, who here think there's nothing wrong with it at this point? Nobody? Just one person? Uh, who think that it is wrong? Everybody think it's wrong except for one person. Um, why do you think it's wrong? And then we'll move on with this. Well, it's wrong even if you just look at the physical nature of what's going on. You know, I mean, the physical act of what's going on. Um, it's harmful to the body itself for, those, for, for, for the homosexual act, you know, especially men to men. That's harmful in and of itself. So that should wake people up. I mean, it's like if you're eating the wrong food and you have a bad reaction to it, your body's rejecting it. Or well, how about the love? He said that they love one another, and it's not just about sex. They're together as a couple, these two guys are. They're friends of the family, his son. Well, He's seen them interact, and he can tell that they love one another. What that. about that aspect of it? Yeah, but if you're doing something that's harming another, that's not love. But, but, I mean, but suppose they do feel love. They feel that they love one another. Right. And they, and they treat each other the same way that a man and a woman treat each other. Jesus spoke of such love. He said, look, thieves and murderers love each other. That's not the kind of love I want you to have, you know, for each other. Yeah. I want you to have the type of love I have for you. And what is that? Um, that you'll tell each other the truth. You'll be disciplined in what you... Is that what Jesus said? Or yeah, you you're that doing up? the will of God, in other words. <laughs> Did Jesus say that or are you yeah. making it up? No, no, he Jesus said that. He said that you would tell each other the truth. Yes. That what he said? Well, no, he didn't really, at that scripture, at that point where he was telling him, you know, love me as I have loved you, he, he, um, his understanding was they understood what he meant by, you know, um, you will love the world as I loved you, and I'm just trying to tell you what he meant, you know, through the history of the gospel. But, uh, but he didn't say in the But scripture. no, not at that point. He, he didn't, didn't say, he didn't spell love it out. me as I've loved, and that means to tell you telling the truth. Right. You just to live righteously. But he said in other places, you know, live righteously, do righteous judgment. Right. You know, um, your uh-huh. acts should be clean. Okay. Amazing. Um, do you resent homosexuals? That means yes. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I suppose so. Anytime it takes that yeah. long, you resent them. Why? Mostly because they're winning. You resent them because they're winning? Yeah, I, I guess if they weren't winning. What are they winning? Uh, they're taking over the society. They're convincing the society that wrong is right, and they're winning in a big way. You know, their candidates are getting into office. The laws are changing to support them. They're corrupting more children than ever before. I mean, it's, it's, it's really bad. So do you resent them because they're homosexuals too? Yes, because they're wrong, they're homosexuals, and they're winning. Okay. They're winning big. And do you know that you're wrong for resenting them? I do. So, so why, how are you going to be able to say to well, me I, if you, you resent know, them? When I, when, I, you know, when I catch myself overtly resenting them, you know, then, of course, I have uh, guilt about that, and I know it's wrong. But otherwise, there's, a, there's like um, an undercurrent of it that I don't see most of the time, you know, that kind of has me feeling that way. Oh, okay. And I, I'm not, really not conscious of it all the time. Oh, okay. Uh, why do you say that they're winning because they're getting the laws that they want and they're corrupting children? What makes you think call that winning? Well, um, uh, the definition of winning is where you're getting your way. <laughs> that is the definition, is where right. you're accomplishing what you want to accomplish and the people who are trying to prevent you from accomplishing what you're accomplishing are failing right. to, to stop you. That's what I call winning. Oh, okay. Let me just say, so we can move on from this. Um, the, way, the way you're going to know for sure if this thing is wrong or right, and you're right, it's not just by someone else telling you, because a lot of people, they accept wrong or right based on what someone else says, and they don't see it for themselves. And so when a situation comes along, like what you're dealing with now, you have two men together, you know, probably nice guys and close friends of your brother, I mean your son, and they seem normal, right? And so you only believe that it was wrong because someone told you. Now you're looking at a situation and you're, you're, you're confused. You know? You're not sure if it's wrong or right. What I would do if I were you so that you can know for yourself, I would leave it as I don't know. You know, and not look for the answer on the outside because if I tell you that is wrong you, and you don't see it for yourself, then you still don't have it because they'll come along with a child and they'll look like they're giving this child love and the child seems to be happy and that'll confuse you again. We have to know for ourselves. And if you go to God about it, go within, he would show you if it's wrong or not. Then you would know in no situation, no so-called family situation, and no other thing can convince you that it's right, if it's wrong. Because uh, this thing that you think is love is really not love at all. And the reason, and homosexuality is, is not about love, it's not about family, it's not about civil rights, it's strictly about sex. That's all it's about. And then when you have sex, it awakens certain emotions inside of you that feel like, you associate those emotions with love. And so they get together, having sex, and these emotions come alive. Now they're acting the, way, the same way a straight couple act because they think they're in love too with that, those emotions that come with sex. And so you're looking at these two people and thinking, wow, it, it seems fine to me. But you got to go with them and God will show you for yourself. That's one of the reasons, as he said, that's one of the reasons we're losing this battle the family and things like that, because a lot of Christians don't see it for themselves. They really don't know the difference between right and wrong. They've been taught right from wrong, and from the physical, you know, but that doesn't make you free, and it doesn't give you power and authority, because it's a physical learning and not a discover, discovery. It's not a uh, revelation that's being revealed to you. And so as a result of not operating by that revelation, which is perfect love from God, Christians are losing because they're not sure anymore. Or they're afraid of being attacked. And then God forbid if their children should be homosexuals and they love their kids, they don't want to let their kids go. They'll want to accept it because they don't, they've gotten away from that power that we have within. And they live on judgment. And most Christians 
whether they're admitted or not, not all, not all, but most Christians hate homosexuals. They hate drug addicts. They hate people because it's based on the physical and not the spiritual that they're seeing things. They don't realize that our battle is a spiritual battle and everything that we do is spiritual. And every man, every human being got something that they're dealing with because we have all fallen away from God and fallen into sin. And so everybody got something they're dealing with. But they, they, they don't, because they don't focus on themselves to understand uh, uh, what's going on in life, how it's working, they're making decisions. They're judging this and judging that and feeling like a Christian. And that's not going to work because your mind can change just like that. But once you discover yourself by not judging, then you will always know and never have doubt about it at all. No matter if mama came home with a, with a female husband. <laughs> You would still love mama, but you wouldn't accept it as a norm. But yet you wouldn't hate her either, you know. And you would protect your family from it in the right way. You would see how you wouldn't turn your kids over to her. But, you know, you'd be able to stand up and disagree, but have no feelings about it at all. And that's where the power is. That's why we must be born again so that we can get away from decision-making and, and allow the truth to be revealed to us. Because in all honesty, we don't know the truth unless it's revealed. And that's why we can be made to doubt. That makes sense? Marcus, are you still with me? You're not with me? We, no, no, I'm just, I'm just like in just amazement. I, I, you know, I, I heard a few answers, but it's, the, it's still the same thing. It's like they don't know either. Uh, the one gentleman, he only knows because the Bible says so. The other one, well, you know, he, he, he has resentment just like I had, and so he still doesn't know. Right. He, he, because he can't know. because He didn't see that he can't know because he has resentment. Right. All I'm saying is I don't know, and, um, and, I'm, and I've been praying on it all week, and I'm just going to leave <laughs> it at that. Yeah. Because, you, because you're right. You, you're gonna, if you, you come up with an answer, then it's just going to be something, another one of those, okay, believe in what you said. Right. That's what, what it'll be. Yeah. It won't be because it's been revealed to me I am to not, be able to see it. Yeah. So I'm just like at square one. So we'll just leave it at that. Right. I am not that. supposed to give you the answer. You're supposed to see it for yourself. Yeah. Now, if I was married with children, I was supposed to be that example so that, because kids know already that it's wrong. Hmm. They have not been traumatized. So they know it's wrong, right? And it's my job as a father and my wife's job as a mother to live that way so that they can always remember that it's wrong without hating it or being told that it's wrong. And that's a problem. Most people have been so traumatized with judgment that they don't know. That's, that's, and this leads into my subject, are you, do you know when you are judging? And most people don't know when they're judging. And I came up with, how many people know when you're judging for sure? Uh, I was talking to um, I was talking to uh, a man of whom I had counsel with a couple years ago. He and his wife were going through a divorce, and they have a little daughter. When the daughter was little at the time, and they and these are two Christian people, love the Lord, they know the scriptures, they can quote the scriptures until the cows come home, and they go to church and they pay tithe and offering. And they live in another state, so I hadn't, you know, I counseled with him through this stuff, and um, I hadn't spoken with him in a couple years. So he called me up this week to, um, to kind of update me on how things are going. You know, now that the divorce is over, the kids are, uh, the, the daughter's older. So I said, oh, good, man, I'm glad you called me. How are things? He said, well, my wife, well, first he said, well, I went through this, uh, uh, I took my wife to court so I could get total custody of my daughter. And it was a real battle. I spent a lot of money. It was hell. But I finally got custody, full custody of my daughter. And, um, and she is 14 now, I think he said. And then he said, but, but my wife can, my daughter go and spend every other weekend or so with her mother, with the wife. Then he got into the wife thing. He's like, oh, my ex-wife is a lesbian now. She's a promoted lesbian. 
She, she spoke at a gay rally. She is, she is married or live with a woman, so-called married, saying that's a real lesbian, a DJ. You know, just really, and she's just awful. And so I had to get my daughter from her because I just didn't want my daughter growing up in that environment. It's just awful, right? So he was just going on and on about his, uh, his uh, ex-wife. And then I said, so how have you been? What have you been into? And he said, well, I just broke up with my living girlfriend a couple weeks ago. And I said, really? I said, why did you guys break up? He said, because I cheated on her with another woman. <laughs> and um, he said, I cheated on her with another woman for about a year or so. I said, well, how did she find out? He said, well, she went through my cell phone, and this other woman had texted some love messages or something. So his living girlfriend that he's been living with for a couple of years saw the cell phone, and, uh, and so she got mad and left. And then I said, really? He said, yes. I said, so did you cheat on your, you, so you're cheating on your living, living girlfriend with another woman. Did you cheat on this other woman that you're cheating with? He's like, Yeah. <laughs> I cheated with, I said, how many other women did you cheat on with her? He said, two others. And I just started cracking up. I just, (laughs) he's like, I'm glad you can laugh at this situation. I started laughing because I realized this man is downing his uh, divorced wife like he's living his holy life. You know, he had nothing nice to say about her. And the way he presented her was just all bad, all mean, you know, blah, 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 right? And so I just started laughing. He's like, wow, I'm glad you could laugh about it. And I said, well, the reason I'm laughing because I realized that you, you know, you just put your wife down. Nothing, you know, no love for her, no compassion. When you are as bad as she is, I said, here it is. You have your daughter living in your home with her supposedly because you didn't want her to have this example. So now she's living with you, and you're going to bring another woman in, unmarried, and living with her, and your daughter is seeing that example. And then you're cheating with her, on her, because he was like, oh, she, this woman I lived with was a good woman, noble woman, really a God-sent woman. I'm like, if she were noble, she wouldn't be living with you out of wedlock. He's like, but no, she wanted to get married. I said, still, she wouldn't live with you if she was a noble woman. And I said, but you, uh, you wanted your daughter so you could provide a better example for her. But yet your example is as bad as your ex-wife's example. And so your daughter is not seeing the truth and her parents are on either side, both sides. Now she's going to grow up thinking that living together without marriage is wrong and it's right. Because that's what you were doing. And he's like, oh, yeah, I didn't think of it that way. I'm like, how can you not think of it that way? He's like, I know. I'm so, uh. And he was like, oh, I feel all this guilt. What do I do? <laughs> I said, first of all, you go and apologize to this woman that you've been living with and then those that you've been cheating with and then to your daughter and do it right. That's all. Just do it right. He will... I know, but I've been feeling guilty. I've been feeling guilty about what I'm doing, and I, my life is just out of control. I can't handle it. I'm so into women, I just don't know what to do. What am I to do? You know, you really start crying then, right? <laughs> and I said to him, I said, look, it's quite simple. If you could just realize you're wrong, go back to your prayer, and God has forgiven you already, and just start doing it right now. You don't have to hold on to guilt. And I notice that a lot of people, when they do wrong, the first thing they do is fall into guilt. How many have ever done that? Once you realize you have sinned, guilt comes, right? And so let me ask, let me see again. How many people have done that? Okay. Let me ask, why do you go to guilt when you do wrong? Let's go to the mic guy. I mean, the uh, director on the floor there. Pat. I don't know. You don't know why you feel guilty when you sin? Just been a it's been a uh, knee jerk reaction since God knows when. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's an honest answer. Why do you feel guilty when you sin? Did you raise your hand? Yeah. Okay. Why do you feel guilty? Because I done wrong and I realized that I done wrong. Oh, okay. So I feel guilty. And then you about feel it. guilty. Mm-hmm. 
what good does guilt do for you? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it just made you do it more, huh? Yes, it's making you more miserable. Yeah. Why do you feel guilty when you do sweet? I, I didn't raise my hand. Oh, you didn't raise your hand? No. Did you raise your hand? I raised your hand. Why do you feel guilty when you... I feel because there is a reason to feel guilty. I mean, you're sinning, so just think about it, right? I, I feel guilty because I think I should have known better, but right. I didn't. Right. And what good does it do you to feel guilty? Does it help? Does it help? No, it doesn't. It just uh, makes you me more miserable. All right. Do you feel guilty when you sin? You didn't raise your hand, but do you feel guilty when you sin? Um, I. I no, I, I don't know what you mean by feeling guilty. Like, what, what does that mean? Have you ever felt guilty about doing something wrong? Yeah, but not, not like, like you're talking about, like this guy that called you up. And I'm not comparing it to anybody. I'm I, just I know, about but I'm, when you, we, when you we just said he, this guy felt guilty. I, and the way you're talking about it, I don't, I don't do that, so I, don't, I can't relate what, to that. What does your guilt feel like? When you feel I, don't, I don't know what, you're, what you mean by guilt, so I, I don't know what you're talking about like, uh, in terms of that. When you do wrong, do you get pain from doing wrong? No, I don't get that kind of what you're talking about, the guilt. What do you get when you do wrong? I, I just see that I did wrong, and that's it. You don't feel anything from it? I mean, not really, no. Every, every once in a while, I might feel bad about something, but not, not often. Once in a while, you feel bad about doing wrong? Yeah. And why do you feel bad then about doing wrong? I, I think sometimes you just feel bad. I mean, I, 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 can't, I had one incident. I can't remember what it was a couple of weeks ago, and I felt bad about it. But it was in, in, I sat quietly, and, and my... Feeling bad went away. It wasn't wasn't a big deal. Oh, okay. Um, you feel bad when you do wrong as well. Do you feel guilty? <laughs> you know, um, I do get that uh, guilt, but I think the resentment comes first, and then I feel guilty after that. After I've gone through everything, you know, first you do the sin, and then you feel like you could have done better. Like the, the lady said over here, you know, you you knew better is supposed to be your belief system, and yet you did it, you went against what you, you know, proposed to be your values. Yeah. And it makes you feel like a worm. And, uh, oh, poor worms. What do they feel like? <laughs> so you and, do um, feel guilty then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I does think if the guilt would last, to... I would be sin-free, but the guilt doesn't stay. I mean, time makes <laughs> the guilt go away, and then yeah. you do the same thing again. So I don't think yeah. guilt makes you sin again i just think because it goes away and i don't know why but it does it just goes away and then right. and then you're back to the same thing okay um so it does you no good to feel guilty no i think it would if i kept the guilt if you kept the guilt but i don't but if you kept the, the guilt, guilt just goes away the re- because if you kept it you end up committing suicide <laughs> but at least i wouldn't be sinning up to that point <laughs> richard do you feel guilty when you sin yeah and, and and why? Uh, because it's something inside me uh, let me know that it was wrong. It, it, it was, it, I can't explain it, yeah. but I just know that my spirit tells me that was wrong, and I feel guilty about it, you know, and just a tinge of guilt. Yeah. And I have to go to that person and tell them what I said how, and why I said it. Okay. You know. And so does it do you good to feel that? And does it do any good to feel that way? Does it feel good to do what? Does it do any good for you yeah, to feel yeah, good? It, it, oh, yeah, okay. it does. It, for me, it does. Yeah, but conscious, I know, right? I'm, I'm judging yeah. secretly and real, what I call it, um, subtle. It's very subtle. Mind okay. comes very subtle. I understand. Uh, consciousness not really paying attention to what you're saying and how you're presenting yourself. Great. Okay, That's you feel guilty too? Yeah, I do feel guilty whenever I do wrong. Why? Uh, because I feel like I'm going to hell. <laughs> yeah. You are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, does it do you any good to feel guilty? No. Let me go back to this young man. You're the first person I ever met on earth that don't feel guilty for doing wrong. How is it that you manage not to feel guilty for sinning? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you- you, I, what am I sinning? I, I don't understand the question. Like, I don't feel guilty. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, do you sin? Uh, about what? No, I'm not sinning right now. I'm just sitting here. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't have moments where I just feel guilty during the day. I just, I get up, I do what I need to do. I, I'm not, 
living in guilt. Do you, do you ever sin? Have I ever sinned? Yes, I've sinned. And do you sin now at times? I do, but I don't feel guilty. So you, you can sin without feeling guilt? I don't. I, and how do you I, avoid I that? How, how do you avoid feeling I, I'm guilty? Not a, I'm not avoiding it. You're asking if I feel guilty about sinning. And I don't get into my head about it at that level. So I, I don't, I cannot relate to what you're saying. For those who are feeling the guilt from sin, tell them how to sin and not feel anything about it. How, how is it that you're able to do that? I'm not like, you act like I'm sinning all day long. I'm just, if, if some, I don't even understand what you mean by sin. Why don't you define that term for me? You don't even know what sin is to go against God? To go against God. So <laughs> I, I don't see that I'm going against God. I don't have, I don't have pain. So this guilt that you're talking about, I don't, I don't see it. Uh, as we're all human beings and all of us, when we sin, we feel guilty. Can you tell us how not to, to feel guilty when we sin? What is it, what's the key to not feeling guilty about sin? I, first off, I, again, I'm unclear about what guilt is, so explain it to me. So you don't even know what guilt is. I don't understand what you're referring to by guilt. Uh, are you off key today? No, I'm fine right now. I'm <laughs> asking you a question. All right, we'll come back. Let's move on. Um, I want to tell you another story from a lady that, what, what is it? You've raised so many um, good questions and stuff about this guilt thing. You know, you're right when you say guilt can drive you to suicide. Yeah. That is so true. But other than that, it's kind of useful, you know, to to let you know that, um, you know, it kind of reinforces the idea you've done wrong. But, of that's course, there can be false guilt, too. That's be People what? could put false guilt on you. Yeah. And um, it's What one do you have, the right guilt or the false one? Uh-huh. Both. <laughs> the one that you want to hold on to. Yeah, how about both? Yeah, both. Yeah, when I'm confused about okay. an issue, I can, I can be made to have false guilt about things. Oh, okay. Yeah. The guy in the Bible that deceived Jesus, and he went and hung himself after he realized what he had done? Betrayed. Yeah. He didn't deceive him. He betrayed him. Right. Um... Do you think he committed suicide out of guilt? Um, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so no I don't doubt. want you jumping off. After today, I'm glad we're having this because I don't want you to jump off a mountain. Thank you because I, I've kind of had them thoughts before anyway. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let me just take your last hand on this and then we'll move forward with this issue. Because of time. Oh. It's amazing how fast time is going by. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say... Um, I just realized I used to think guilt was a good thing. I just realized in this moment that it's not a good thing. And the reason is because um, whenever I've sinned, I've always had guilt. But it never stopped me from going back and committing the sin again. So that's how I know now it's not from God. So why do you have guilt now? Um, I think guilt comes from judging, judging myself. Did you hear my radio show this week? I did. Oh, so you just repeated what you heard me say? I don't remember you talking about that part. Oh, okay. I heard a guy, the reader asked because I had a guy call into my show. We were talking about if you cheat on your wife one time, would you tell her? And uh, it was a really interesting discussion. And, and a, a nice guy, uh, I love this guy, I know him. He called in and said, yeah, I would tell my wife because I would feel so much guilt. I would just tell my wife, right? And he said, uh, I would feel this guilt. I said, why not just not do it again? Because if you tell your wife, it is wrong to do it. You should never cheat. But if you do one time, you know it's wrong. Why not just realize it's wrong and move on? Why tell your wife and create another and destroy your family? He's like, but God is judging me, would judge me for it. That's why I have so much guilt. And I realized in that moment that uh, God does not judge us like that. God does not give us guilt. He doesn't. The guilt comes from you judging yourself for doing wrong. That's where the guilt is. All God wants us to do is to realize that we're wrong, to see that we're wrong. And once you see that you're wrong, that's what makes you free. And then you won't ever repeat the same situation again. You won't go over. But when you judge yourself, you're not truly seeing that you're wrong. And then once again, you're basing wrong on what you've been taught wrong is, and then you're judging yourself, and that's what brings on that guilt. But that only that guilt doesn't change anything. It keeps you locked in when you go and do it again. 
and then you feel guilty again. Then you go do it again, and then you feel guilty again. Then you go do it again, and then you're ready to jump off the mountain. <laughs> because you think, off the bridge, you, now you've sinned, you think God is judging you, so you got double trouble. You've gone against God. He's judging you. You got all this grief, pain. You know what I'm saying? And then no medication, nothing going to get rid of the pain. And, and so you end up taking some drugs or drinking or doing something to get rid of that guilt. Every human being has experienced that because we all have sinned and, and, and come short. And that has separated us from God to be our own God. And we're judging ourselves. And that's why we feel that way. If you can stop judging yourself and others, you would never feel that pain again. Never. Into, in your body. And then you would get away from sinning because observation will set you free. And that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Observation will set you free. Not judging yourself and others. That's the only thing that got you locked in with this false guilt. And that is a false guilt. That's why it doesn't change you. Revelation is the real way to go, to just see that you're wrong. And make no judgment about it at all, because your judgment is based on physical teaching, not revelation from God. And just think about this. God is love, right? And so if he loves us, he's not going to give us guilt. He understands that guilt will destroy us. Guilt will make us destroy ourselves, right? I know people who can hardly function because they have judged themselves, and they can barely go outside of their homes. Because they're thinking what, that people are thinking of them what they think of themselves, what they have judged about themselves. And so they're thinking that everybody else is thinking that. That's not from God. God is love, and he's only going to give us love. He's not going to give us love that brings that kind of pain. He gives us love that makes us free. And that's through revelation. That's why we must be born again so we can walk by faith and not by sight, not by what we've been taught but by discovery. Isn't that something? Yeah. I'm telling you, it's real. It really is. The only t- when I look back on the pain I used to have in my body, it all came because I would judge myself when I did something wrong based on what I had been taught was right and wrong. I was measuring it from the world's way, from my parents or what my teachers told me or my friends or the preacher <laughs> said what was right and what was wrong, and that was destroying me. And then I would have to smoke marijuana or something to feel better. That's not from God. That's not the way you judge yourself. It has to be revealed. One other story that I wanted to share with you, uh, I got a call from a a woman who, uh, she holds a high position in political office, right? And she asked me, would I meet with her in private? She wanted to talk to me. She had heard about my counseling. So she asked me, would you meet with me in private? And then I'll take your hands, Frank. I'm sorry. Would you meet with me in private? And I had to sign this thing saying I would never tell who she is. But I did ask her after the conversation, could I talk about this? She said yes, right? And so I met with her in private. And this woman had, if I said who it was, you would know right away, just like that. But she was telling me that, uh, you know, she's done very well in life. She has buku money. She's made a name for herself. And she said, but she said, I'm a Christian. But I have this issue that I cannot overcome. And I said, well, what is the issue? She said all of her life, she has been a lesbian. You know, she had that spirit inside of her all of her life. And she said, I can't ever remember, remember not having it. Even when I was a kid, I had it. She had it, right? And she said, I've been, and I know that is wrong. So I, she said, I would never go out and promote it as being right. I won't join no gay group. You know, I'm not going to act like right because I know that is wrong. She said, but what I don't understand about me and then God's relationship with me, why doesn't God take this away from me? You know, I know it's wrong, but yet I'm driven by it. You know, I know that's wrong. I don't know what to do. And I thought, and she was such a nice lady and honest about it. I thought, that is a very good question. You're born with this thing inside of you. You didn't put it there. You prayed to God. You become a Christian. And yet you're still, it's still there. It won't go away. You know, anybody ever had that kind of problem? Not being gay, but that kind of issue, whatever it may be. You didn't put it there. 
you've gone to God and prayed about it. You, you confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, but it's still there. Isn't that an interesting question? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I love about my, my purpose? I work with people. And I'm so interested in overcoming myself. You know, I mean, I've always been, I want to know what it's like to be a son of God. Because the Bible said, if we are children of God, we are free. If we are children of God, we walk by faith and not by sight, never doubting. And if we are children of God and brothers and sisters of Christ, everything that Christ owns is ours too because God is his father. He's our father. And we shouldn't be sinking down out and worried and stressed out and blah, 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 right? So I've always wanted to know that growing up. And by me working with people while keeping my eyes on myself, I'm learning a lot about the spiritual world. That we are a spirit. And I can clearly see that we are a spirit. And if you can truly see, because it's been revealed to you, that you are a spirit, you will start to drop away, fall away from all those things you've been taught. And you will start to live spiritually. So when you are dealing with other people, you can see where they're coming from. And it is so rewarding because as you're helping people, you know, it's coming back on you as well. You're understanding about the spirit world. Let me just ask. I want to ask. Yes, Frank, you had a question. I'm sorry. Oh, it passed. It's passed. Let me ask you this. Let's say you, this woman had called you up, and she got this thing inside of her that she doesn't want. You know, she knows that it's wrong, but that's all she knows. It's been there all of her life. You never remember not having it. I mean, I know you don't know all, so forgive me for asking, what would you say? You have to be there in, you know, in that situation. But what would be, as a Christian, you're a Christian, right? Yes. A little lightweight Christian. Yes. A little wannabe. Any Christian. That's what I call myself, a wannabe preacher. The lightweight preacher. <laughs> what would your advice, what would your advice been to her, you think? Well, I think that there's something in this person that caused her to, to react this way, and it's usually as a result of some kind of uh, uh, something in her past or her anger or hatred and judgment, and it caused her to, to be drawn that way. So, example... Hating what about if she said, well, you know, I don't hate my mama. I did, but I repented. I don't hate my daddy. I don't hate anything at this point. Then what would you say? I'd say it's, it's deeper than that. Just because she said that she thinks that she's repented, um, she still has that desire. Uh, if, if she had that full repentance, then that desire, that hunger wouldn't be there. Have you ever wondered why God wouldn't take something away from you? You know, like, yes. I'm a Christian. I repented. I don't want this. Yes. Why don't you just take it away? He puts it there in order for you to overcome it. There's something. He doesn't put it there, but he, 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 whatever is there, there's always a way out. There is always a way out. He gives you a way out. Oh, well, that really helped. I'm free now. No, I'm kidding. Yes, sir, in the back. You want me to ask my question? Or, uh, oh, you have a different question? I'll respond to what. Okay, go ahead. I would say that um, I would tell her to just completely relax in whatever it is that she's going through. Whatever that feeling is, whatever that thing she's struggling with is completely relaxing it. And then I think that she'll get a, uh, then God will truly help her and she'll get a revelation as to what to do about it. That what you would recommend? Okay. Interesting. In closing, because of time, yeah, what do you think about all this? You all in your head thinking? Yeah, I am all in my head. I, I noticed that to the point so that... a microphone in my face. I know, it's going to be um, down your throat in a minute. Yeah, um, I, I, it was really, I was interested in the whole discussion here. I mean, um, the whole judgment thing yeah. is, is really key. Uh, it's odd. Um, I was thinking this morning, I had... Uh, Let me just put a pinpoint there, hold that thought. For this guy that I was talking to about his ex-wife, he did, once we, I, I told him why I was laughing, it was so funny to hear him, he did not realize, this is the point I want to make about, he did not realize at all that he was judging his ex-wife. He did not see it that way at all until we had the discussion about it, he was able to see it. And so that's why I say that a lot of people are judging and they don't know that they're judging. They really just don't see it as judgment. 
So anyway, go ahead. Well, no, you, you, you always want to fix something. Guilt comes from wanting to fix. In my case, yeah. I want to fix something that I realize I did wrong. Yes. And then guess what? <laughs> you got to fix it again. Yep, that's uh, right. It Isn't it amazing that we as human beings can see that guilt doesn't work? And yet we run right to guilt every time we do something wrong. We want to get there before our parents <laughs> spank us. I, I remember feeling guilty as a kid, thinking that if I was feeling worse than my, my parents could ever make me feel, yeah. that I would preempt them. Yeah. And just as we see our parents as God, we do that as adults. We want to punish ourselves more so God won't come in later and do it worse. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens, right? And, and it... That is so true. Goes all over the place. I mean, you and, do it, you know. The thing about it, we can spend a lifetime. Just think about how old some of us are in this room. And some of you are older than I am, but let's. <laughs> I don't think there's no one in this room older than me, right? Uh, uh, just one person. Thank God for one. <laughs> but listen, um, just think we as children of God can spend a lifetime feeling guilty. We can spend a lifetime playing God and not even know it. Isn't that amazing? And we can spend a lifetime coming up with excuses of why we're playing God. Oh, I feel guilty because I have a right to judge myself. I feel guilty because guilt will make me feel better or make me get over. It doesn't work, right? Because of time here, here's how you, what I recommend. You need to realize and ask God to help you to realize that of yourself, you could do nothing especially spiritually, that you could do nothing to change yourself at all. Once you realize that, it's going to take away the desire to try to change yourself. You will no longer, I have no desire to try to change myself because God revealed to me that 25 years ago that of myself I can do nothing. I have no, just think about that, to live that way that when stuff comes, there is, it's not even a temptation for me to fix it because I see that I can't. I've seen it for 25 years that I can't, that I cannot. And this has to be revealed to you. You can't learn it. It must be, you want revelation from it. it you want, God is with us and he reveals, Satan talked to us and God revealed. The voiceless voice reveals things to you. The voice voice talked to you and made you kill yourself makes you feel guilty and all that kind of stuff. So you have to realize that of yourself you can do nothing and you don't know nothing. You're going to be, when you do wake up to this, you're going to be shocked at what you don't know. Everything you thought was right is wrong. And that's why I bring you all this pain and stuff. Because it's all wrong. Everything you, even if you think you know the truth about the Bible, that's wrong. Isn't that amazing? Because even with the Bible, when you read the Bible, the Holy Spirit reveals to you. But a lot of people let their intellectual mind reveal to them. And that's not the truth when that is doing it. So the second thing you need to realize is that you're not your thoughts. When you can truly see that you are not your thoughts, that those thoughts, there's no such thing as a true thought, even those that seem good and seem right or wrong even those that seem wrong and seems wrong are wrong. When you can truly see that you're not your thoughts, then you'll stop believing it and you'll have that connection with revelation. And the only thing that thought does, like you're here, right? And God is here and thoughts are here. It's like a wall between you and God. And that's what you're trying to break through, that wall. And, and, and so what happens every time you try to rise up, to consciousness, the level of God, his mindset, that wall get in the way and deceive you. It won't let you get past that. And you got to get past that wall by realizing that you are not your thoughts. Everything you think is wrong. Everything you think about others, even if you know a homosexual or a liar or a drug addict or a thief or whatever, or a pretender, an ego person, all you need to do is see that but have no opinion about that person. None. Don't judge them at all. And if you're not lost in your imagination, you wouldn't judge that person. 
because you don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know why they do the things they do. You don't know what's driving them. So you will have compassion. You could see the problem, you know, that they have an issue, but no opinion about it. If you get past these thoughts and connect with the higher consciousness, the mind of God, you will not have an opinion about someone else. That doesn't mean you won't see what's wrong. You just won't formulate or form an opinion about what's wrong. You know what I mean? But you got to, you got to, I recommend that you pray. You, you got to uh, commit to prayer. 99.9, because I asked this guy, because I, I told him years ago, I said, you got to pray. You got to pray. I'm like, do you, do you still get up and pray? Well, no. I just been so busy. I I'm, no wonder your life is falling apart then, because you're falling back into darkness. He doesn't pray. And I realize most people are not committed to seeking the truth. Because if you seek it, you will find it. If you commit to seeking the truth and not do it sometimes and, and other times you don't, I don't have time today and I'll do it later or I'll do it when I'm driving, you got to seek first the kingdom of God and his right way and you will discover what I'm telling you. It's in you to know. But you got to seek it first. You got to stay with prayer. I'm not going to even ask to show hands of folks here that don't pray. Or you pray off. If you pray off and on, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, you're too busy, or you're not praying. You're pretending. You're deceiving yourself. And you're never going to find the truth. That makes sense? The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God in his right way, and everything will be added. That's true, folks. If he allows me to see it, and I'm dumber than anybody in this room, he will allow you to see it. Everybody here is smarter than me. You all have degrees. But you've got to seek God. You've got to stop pretending that you are. You've got to put him first. You've got to uh, uh, renew your mind from within. How much time we have? Two minutes. We're winding this up, and I want to encourage you out there. You've got to be still and know God. The truth is found in quietness, not in wordy, wordy stuff, always in your head, always in your mind, rushing, rushing, rushing. You're never going to find the truth like that. You've got to slow down so that the truth can catch up with you. And when you slow down, you're not going to miss a link. You're not going to miss anything. But you've got to slow down because you're being deceived by the imagination. So is a man thinking, so as he is. If you think you're guilty, then you are. But then if you think you need to jump off the bridge because you're never going to get rid of this, you've sinned against God, you'll jump off the bridge. You've got to stop thinking. You're not your thought. There's a revelation. You've got to see things. You want to live by revelation. You want to live by faith and not by thoughts. All right? I need your uh, tithing offering, folks. It take money to do this. We got a lot of stuff we're doing now. We have our private school uh, for boys, Bond Leadership Academy for boys. We got organization we're still running. We need your tithes and offering. And I guess the address is up there, so you can uh, ask them if the address is flashing across the screen for me. I forgot to ask. Uh, for your tithes and offering, I also need you know, your help here. Um, when I see the guys at our school, it humbles me. It really is something else. And we got some good teaching. We have a, a new teacher starting Monday. Uh, so we, they attend to it? Okay. Um, call 1-800-411-BOND, 800-411-2663. Or go to my website. You're already at the site, barninfo.org. You can make the donation there. But, but listen. It'll be up there at the end of the show. The address. Okay. Oh, yeah, it'll be at the end of the show. It'll be of the meeting. This is not a show, is it? Uh, but listen, please submit to prayer. Don't keep going with the ego. Seek first the kingdom of God. Read the scriptures, but not to learn, to discover. Don't judge yourself and others. You'll be fine. God has made it through Christ. We are already free. We just need to repent of playing God. That's all you need to do. You got to see that you're playing God. Repent and you'll be free. Christ has already put it back in order, all right? And thank you for tuning in, and thank you for showing up today. I totally appreciate it.
For more information, to purchase a copy of this program, or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND.